Stellantis-Shitsville, not its real name, obviously, has appointed a shiny new chief executive, Resurrector. But from the incumbent's point of view, I do wonder, what was second prize? I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Not cheap. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, Jeep in Australia. Shiny new chief executive officer. Same old reputational train wreck. Deep dive into that next. This report is sponsored by NordVPN. I'm no IT expert, but I've seen enough, especially lately, about data breaches, scams and hacks to know that being online is inherently risky and potentially very costly. You don't have to be tech savvy to use NordVPN. It's a simple one-stop cyber security solution. One click and you are protected from hackers, malware and pop-ups across as many as six devices. Go to nordvpn.com slash AEJC now and you'll get three to 12 months extra time on any two year subscription as part of Nord's 11th birthday celebration. Plus one more bonus month just for using the nordvpn.com slash AEJC link in the description. NordVPN is the world's fastest VPN and it only costs about as much as a cup of coffee every month to keep your data, your identity and your devices secure. NordVPN can also save you money because you can assign your virtual location to another country where, for example, flights and accommodation might be cheaper than they are back home. Same goes for streaming services. You can also access live sporting events and other content that may not be available where you actually live. That's a pretty small price to pay for cyber security, not to mention the potential savings also on the table. Go to nordvpn.com slash AEJC now to get a huge discount off your plan plus a free 11th birthday gift and all that additional free subscription time. Totally risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash AEJC. Link in the description. And thanks to Nord for sponsoring this episode. A dude you have most probably never heard of will stand proudly at the helm of Jeep, Fiat, Alfa Romeo and the ghost of Chrysler. There's only a bee's appendage out of the water as we speak, so I do hope they reserved a lifeboat. He's only got about three weeks until he comes down with a full-blown case of Stellantis. Michael Filazola, two Z's, as they say in America. He's going to run the shit show from March 20. With a name like that, he could have had a job with far more credibility, in my view, such as maybe a mafia enforcer, something of that nature. But hey, Stellantis did throw him a big wad of cash and I suppose the least he could do was just catch. Like it's, it's the polite thing to do in circumstances, is it not? He's pictured here on the screen and what you're seeing of course is 
what a person looks like before they work for Stellantis. Look me in the eye and tell me that you would actually want that job, dude. Now, surely these brands are unresurrectable at this point. Like, Jeep sold 30,408 vehicles in 2014, and then word got around, essentially via several different credible channels, about just how crap the customer support was, just how extortionate the price of repairs were, just how bad the reliability was. Like, it's the three horsemen of the automotive apocalypse, is it not? Sales subsequently tanked every year after that. So from 2015 to 2020, <coughs> one knee in the frickin' nuts after another. They went all the way from like 30,000 and a bit down to 5,748 in 2020. And if you're under 10,000 sales a year in Australia, you're nowhere. You don't have critical mass. And if your business plan was predicated on 20 to 30,000 sales and you set up a retail distribution network, like you put dealers in place all around the country, then the commercial case for profit is just it's Dresden on like the 15th of February 1945, is it not? So sales did go up after 2020. In 2021, they rose to 7,762. <laughs> but that was just a prick tease, sadly, because in 2022, they dropped back down to 6,658. Still well below the 10,000 unit critical mass mark, right? So... As things stand, they're currently hovering, if that's the right word, for something so close to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, about 80% off the 2014 pace, the record 30,000 high, they're 80% below that, which is a freaking train wreck, dude. Chrysler and Dodge are dead, like Dodge is dead, Chrysler is a dead man walking because it's going to bow out of the country after existing stock goes and alpha is kind of irrelevant at 571 sales last year and fiat frankly circling the drain also fiat cars are worse than alpha romeo from a sales point of view and fiat professional like the vans they're kind of doing okay but they're nowhere near for example ford with the transit custom so there's that mr filozola said two Z's. I am looking forward to joining Stellantis and working with the team across its robust suite of brands. He said this with a straight face, apparently. There's actually nothing in the press release apropos of facial expression, but I'm, I'm picturing somebody delivering this message with a straight face. That's, I'm all about the good faith. With the company focus, this is him again, with the company, still, with the company focus moving towards electrification. <laughs> Who doesn't want an electric Jeep? And a new generation of vehicles from all brands being launched into the market. I feel like this is a great time to join Stellantis. 
robust suite of brands, really. Which one is the robust one based on sales performance? Electrification, like, dude, get back to me when a Grand Cherokee drives across the Simpson Desert on electric power alone. Like, not including some exercise where we get like five or six different big fat diesel gen sets and deploy them en route using CH-47s or something, you know, come on. I suppose things can't get much more shit, <laughs> or can they? Probably they can't get much more shit, so it might not actually be a bad time to you know, if they're throwing the cash. Like, you could always blame it on someone else if things stay the same or just go slightly further south. The outgoing cheese, Kevin Flynn, he's retiring. Like, he started in 2019. It's more than adequate time for an operation like Stellantis to suck out your soul and leave you a withered husk, is it not? I make no comment about the huskiness or, you know soul in or outness of Mr. Flynn. I mean, that is a tough job, and he's been doing it for three to four years, so glutton for punishment, I suppose. Anyway, a very entertaining press release oh, on all of this said, quote, Mr. Flynn joined the Australian team in 2019 to lead Stellantis's plan in market. Two points there. Where else would the plan be? It'd be in the market, would it not? And it's Stellantis's apostrophe S. Not just S apostrophe, it's S apostrophe S. Stellantis's. That's how you say it. With a focus on improving product quality and customer satisfaction. Sitting here as an observer of the market from without, anecdotally, I'd have to say, I'm not seeing all that much change apropos of product quality or customer satisfaction. Like, I'm just not. The press release goes on and says, Mr. Flynn successfully navigated the challenges of a global pandemic. As did you and I and everyone else in the world who's still here to talk about it. Like, do you get extra points for being a CEO when you're successfully navigating the challenges of a global pandemic? Because frankly, the way I see CEOs of, you know, these regional car companies being treated in the manner of you know, some celebrity with the rose petals and having little man from the village come in to wipe their ass, etc. Not talking about Mr. Flynn or anyone else specifically, just a general observation about the way people in car companies in these regional shitholes like Australia just treat the CEO who's really just a glorified export import clerk. I'd have more respect for a battler who successfully navigated the challenges of a global pandemic or someone owning a small business who did that because, frankly, that's harder. All he had to do was sign off on cars coming back into the country from or into the country from overseas. Like it's an import operation. How challenging could the pandemic possibly be? They'd all just do the same job from home a lot of the time and wear a friggin' mask. What else changed? How is this grounds for extra praise? I'm just not seeing it. Anyway, he did that while, quote, achieving growth for the company in the 
Australian market. So I want to talk to you about that because I do love public relations. I really love PR because it's that inalienable skill, is it not, to just coat everything with icing sugar. You can turn a dog turd into a birthday cake by selectively deploying the facts if you're in PR, that's for sure. It's like, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. We looked for a cake, but a dog turd will do. Mr Flynn did start in 2019 when Jeep did record 5,519 sales and they were 6,658 last year. So yes, that is growth, absolutely, overall. But if that's success and growth for the company in Australia, unquote, okay, blondes or brunettes there, I suppose. But to me, it's a little bit like, saying it this way, it's a little bit like shooting the same train wreck, only with a wide-angle lens right at the golden hour of sunset through a promised 0.5 or something, as opposed to really getting in there tight at midday with a telephoto lens and shooting an ECU on the maximum carnage, you know. Now, the dude who could have been a mafia enforcer with a name like that, but chose instead to take up this job in three weeks with Stellantis, and I just make this observation because, dude, I'm a journalist, and as a journalist, you're sort of way down in the reputational sewer anyway, so to me, they're all a step up. I am sure Mr. Filozola is a capable executive, like very capable indeed. Probably not the most capable executive in the world, on the balance of probability, like that'd be a statistical anomaly, would it not? <laughs> but Holden, that's an odd choice to me. It's a very odd choice just because of the optics, okay, because of... Holden's conduct and its performance in the second decade of this century. It's breathtaking betrayal of middle Australia and middle Australians. Holden had this absolutely unkillable brand in Australia, like unkillable. It had such traction. It was like trouser teepees all the way around Mount Panorama was it not? And yet they killed it. And they killed it in the most lingering, undignified manner possible, all the while sucking the maximum cash out of the taxpayer's teat and sending it back to Detroit. Like, this really is Holden's 21st century legacy in Australia. And if I'm like just nodding off tonight and, I don't know, an alien from Alpha Centauri teleports here and inserts into friggin' low Earth orbit and engages the cloaking device and comes down for another round of probing and we're, I don't know, lying in the cot afterwards just <sighs> lighting up a spliff and discussing this and that and if the, the alien asks me about integrity... I would lay out the facts of Holden's conduct 
in the five years prior to it leaving Australia. And I'd say, do you understand that, my green-skinned friend? And if, if it went, uh-huh, 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 I'd say, well, integrity is just the exact opposite of that. Do you get it now kind of thing? Like, come on. A dude named Billy Hayes, Willie H., probably doesn't see it my way. See, he's the senior vice cheese of Stellantis India and Asia Pacific, of which we are but a, a bee's appendage. So he's going to be Mr. Philozola's whip cracker in the future, in three weeks' time, and henceforth for as long as the reign of Philozola lasts in Australia. On the fall, no rebound. He says, quote, With proven leadership capabilities and a diverse skill set, we are confident. Now, see, I know sub-editing and the English language is like a dark art now, but that is just not how you write that, Willie H. You just don't. Like, we are not the subject of proven leadership capabilities and a diverse skill set. So, hire a proofreader. Jesus. You should say we're confident that Mr. Filazola will continue to drive the growth and success of the Stellantis business in Australia because of his proven leadership capabilities and a diverse skill set. You can't just mix up the words any way you want. The language doesn't work like that. But anyway, solid vote of confidence for the guy you just appointed. Yeah. And I'm sure Mr. Filazola is going to be a decent shop manager. I really am. They had to trot him out at launches and dealer conferences and I'm sure he'll wear a nice jacket and the right shirt and tie. Like, <laughs> what else is there? It'll be a blast anyway. But continue to drive the growth and success, unquote. What growth and success? Because the market share of all of Stellantis in Australia in 2014 was 3.7%, even though they called it Fiat Chrysler. Australia, back then, 3.7%. Last year, the market share, 0.8%. That's not continued growth and success. That's an evisceration, a loss of 80%-ish. It's actually like 78% of the foundational customer base of this brand in this country. Like, come on. I'm actually wondering how much difference one man can make to all of this. Is it not just a little bit like, you know, presidents and prime minces? Yes. If the underlying operation is, you know, bow up in the air, rest of the ship in the Atlantic... Is it not just same ship, different day, or same ship, different captain, something of that nature? Like, come on. Some ships, like there is a point where the ship is no longer writable. Is there not? Like, it's kind of like when they put Big Butts in charge of Holden. Remember him? Big Butts was the, the cheese of Toyota Australia, and he went and retired, and then they resurrected him for Toyota, and uh, for Holden, sorry. And he was barely there long enough to choose the plot and write the eulogy. And then it was all over. And he even bowed out before the axe fell on the back of the neck. Some other dude was there then. But anyway, to me, Stellantis Shitsville, which is not its real name, 
name, despite the catchy new name. They've changed it from Fiat Chrysler to Stellantis. Yes. And it almost doesn't sound like a disease, does it? So that's nice. And they've got a shiny new boss who learned a lot at Holden. Are we still not looking at an automotive Titanic, essentially? Like, how do we turn this ship around? How do we get it back out? And, you know, the, the whole bow and the midships is under the water and we've got, we're at the last scene of the Titanic up on the bow, you know. If you change captains after eight years of taking on water and listing in the North Atlantic, Leonardo DiCaprio still croaks in the cold, does he not? I mean... I studied history, obviously. If they rang me and they said, dude, 500 grand on the table right here and right now, we'd like you to run Stellantis. You know what I'd do? I'd channel my inner Johnny Cash. Yes. And I'd say, what's in the other box? 